What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stay at Home Podcast. 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 Okay. I mean, that's actually a pretty good name for a podcast. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it, what, what better, what more appropriate of a name could you have right now? Well, what do you think the new rink's going to be called? Like, is it just going to be like the Rogers Center or some shit? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Although, because there's history around having like a, a cool name, like the Saladome. Corral. Owners might, yeah, and Corral. Owners might be like, no, we need like a name. I never understand, like, why does everything have to be the center or the place? It's like, that's, you can get creative in that. Right? Like, the, I- like, the Igloo was dope. The the igloo suite. What is there even any other ones? Wasn't it shaped what do they like, call the? Wasn't the igloo shaped like an igloo too? Yeah, and the roof opened or something. Yeah. What the like, hell? why don't they call it Coliseum's cool? Like, why don't they get classy with it? Call it something cool instead of place Roger. It's just Rogers. Oh God, I hate it. How about Thunderdome? That'd be sweet. Um, and you know, yeah, like you said, you know, these owners are obsessed with the cowboy motifs. It'll probably be like the goddamn. Uh, slop bucket or what a pigs eat of trough the rogers trough well they might have the the washrooms on the concourse labeled the trough and it's just a trough <laughs> okay if you've ever been to the oakland a's stadium they still have that it's so gross it's unbelievable oh, what, they literally like, have like a piss trough one giant urinal yeah it's so gross i kind of like they're like six years Ooh, it's gross. How do you like that? What do you mean? I don't know. It's like old. It's cool. What do they still Ooh. have the the sinks where Dude. like that thing on the bottom you have to step down and then it, the water comes? Yeah, out? yeah. I love those. Old I don't school. mind the stepping thing. Old, cool, and pee are th- three things that don't go together. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you're right. It's funny, Anyways. dude, because like <clears throat> I'm a, I go out for a walk and stuff in the park, and like. When, when people see me coming, like, I don't have to worry. I can just walk wherever I want. Everybody just, like, gets out of my way, right? But I, I just can't help but think every time I see, like, an extreme case of this social distancing, I can't help but think of you. <laughs> You're like, this is what it's like. Now everybody knows what it's like for me in day-to-day life. Like, you, you like, must that's what, be. That's what my normal life is like. You must be walking around and it's just, great. like, this is the best ever. Right? Well, even I, I had to go to this store the other day, and they have, like, lines, like, where to stand, how to keep your distance, like, dividers. It's like, this should be a part of normal society. It's you're, great. You're like, can we keep these, please? It's funny. I like, totally want to keep some of these things. Everyone totally avoids you. And I'm just like, I know. It's great. Man, Michael is supposed to be loving this. <laughs> it's been pretty awesome. That's pretty funny. All right. So... Like is, uh, man, who knows? They played game six last night on TV. Did you watch any of it? Well, right now I'm going to bed at like 1030. So I don't know why. They yeah, they played to- it at 1030. Like why? Like maybe like, on a what Saturday. What is that about? Maybe on a Saturday night play at 1030. But yeah, like oh, it's a random Sunday night. Sunday night, 1030 start. Like, come on. I'm like, is that. nobody working? Is like, is that, is that the thing now? Pretty sure people are still yeah, working, even though they're working at home. Like they still have a life. Well, yeah, I'm working at home. I get up at normal time and stuff. I'm trying to keep a normal schedule here. I'm not just staying up till four a.m. watching old hockey games. Right, not like Johnny Gaudreau playing fucking video games till five a.m. Oh God, have you seen those TikTok videos his sister keeps posting with him in them? No, I'm not trying to sound like an old person, but I hate all that TikTok shit. Oh my God, it's lame. TikTok it's is like, like they do these. It's, it's fire. So, it's like literally 10-year-olds. It's fire it. And now. then it's like, 
Yeah, and then you see like Johnny Gaudreau on there, and it's like embarrassing. It's like kill it with fire is what I want to do. Makes you feel old, eh? It makes me feel like an old grumpy boomer. I'm just like, oh, these stupid kids on their TikTok. It's, but it is really cringy to see like these grown ass men doing these weird dances. That's awesome. I love it. We gotta get on there, man. We gotta start TikToking. Yeah, it'll be funny though. It won't be lame. Well, we were thinking of every once in a while we'll go off and do impressions of like Noah Hannafin or <laughs> Noah Hannafin's like the only one who came to mind. Yeah. Or Jeff Ford or Sean Monahan. Yeah. Well, we, we can make it pretty funny. Anyways, so today, anyways, what are we going to do? Just shoot the shit today, I guess? Anyways, it's April 6th. I think the latest thing that I've seen is that Trump met with all the hockey league or all the sports leagues. Was it yesterday? Well, I think there was a report today, yeah, that's saying like the NHL would like to be back playing in front of no fans in August. Like they would, they were kind of hoping for that maybe. Yeah, and it sounded like that was based on the meeting with Trump. Yeah. So that that can came from that. So it looks like now we're looking at probably August, which is crazy, man. It's absolutely mind blowing. It's I crazy. Believe that? Like it's been the, what? the last game of the regular season would have been two days ago on Saturday. The Flames and Oilers and playoffs would have been just around the corner. Yeah, I mean the good news if you're following all this COVID stuff, like China, I don't think has any new cases anymore. Italy is down. There's like virtually no, relatively no case, no new cases. So, these countries that have been hit hard are already, they're already rebounding. And so, I don't know, I don't, I think we, in North America, got way ahead of this thing as far as, like, the social distancing goes and whatnot. So, I don't know, it could be sooner, but I guess they're playing Hopefully. it safe. I mean, for them, how much planning needs to go into it. So, you you might as well err on the side of caution and go later so that you don't have to replan everything a month later right yeah like that would be a disaster if they started out again and then this thing got worse so yeah they'll be as safe as possible i'm sure yeah and so i know we've we've hypothesized that some of the potential ways that the season might finish out and i think i said to you my latest hypothesis is that the most profitable and doable finish to the season will be what happens Sorry, what? But it sounds like, well, I was gonna, I was just saying, whatever was most profitable is probably what they're gonna go. Oh, okay, with. yeah, no, yeah, totally. They'll do whatever makes the most money. But it sounds like, like people are talking about a neutral site as this newest, this newest thing. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I'm kind of into that. I like stuff like that. I like stuff like that regardless of the whole situation. And so, how the neutral site thing would would work? I forget where they were saying in, in the United States, but I mean, Canada would be a perfect place. You just, what would you get? All the the whole league, all the teams? Oh yeah, they were saying Las Vegas. Yeah. Because Las Vegas would be able to house enough people with all the hotels and whatnot. So the, the theory is, is that you get the whole league, you know, just the bare minimum of what you need, the, the people, the personnel, in order to execute the games and have them televised. But then there's no fans, right? Yeah, there definitely wouldn't be any fans unless something drastic changes. Yeah, so there's a scenario. I, I'd be into that. That'd be cool. Yeah, and they might have like, to do it. I think that'd be a cool made for TV. Like what they should do is then make it. It's like a made for TV event. Yeah, like, get the mics all, going. All of the entertain. 
Yeah, exactly. All of the entertainment values can come from watching on TV. It'd be cool. And Nobody's then, doing anything. They just want on. TV. All you would need to do is a 60-minute brainstorming session with some of your best marketing people and figure out how you can engage viewers through social media while they're watching. Dude, it's like so easy nowadays. There's a big opportunity there for something. Yeah, totally. So, but I think I, I think it'll end up being kind of cool and interesting. I think that was the NBA I, throwing out those ideas. Yeah, I'm I'm sure the NBA is probably already ahead of the NHL on a lot of those ideas, especially with the fan interaction stuff. But yeah. I I don't know. For me, like the most the thing I'm most curious about is if there is going to be playoffs or not, and I think there will be still. Yeah. No. Well, if they're going to play any, it's not even. I had a person don't think they're going to play regular season games and then not have playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they're just going to like cancel the season and start the regular season again in earnest. Like they would definitely, they would. Like, we said this last time, but they would definitely eat away at next year's schedule to get playoff games in for sure. Yeah. So we'll and, see, I guess. But and, you know that makes the most sense to me. I mean, it's the most exciting time of the year. Yeah, and it's where all the money is, and I mean that's way easier to market like a 16 an extended playoff than it is to be like oh we're just starting the season again so so i mean dude we're still like potentially four months away which is mind-blowing and it was like it's been i've been kind of up and down some days i'm really missing it some days i forget it's even gone the other day i was just like god Damn it! I would just like to go watch a hockey game tonight. I think it was Sat. I think it was Saturday night. It was just like, yeah, it was. It was the day when the Oilers and Flames were supposed to play the last game. It was just like a huge bummer because it's just like, well, what do you do? Like, I just want to watch the game. God. I know. I know. And they've been showing old games that I mean. They're, yeah, they're neat and they're interesting. I, I find. Well, it is weird because did you watch the game? So they've they've shown a few from the 80s, and then they've shown 20, 2004 Game 7 against the Canucks, and then they showed 2015 Game 6 uh, yesterday. Did you watch the, the 2004 Game 7 against Vancouver? I did, yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? It's weird. It is. It was so goddamn boring. I couldn't believe it. Nothing happened. I totally forgot that, like, Apparently, back in those days, nobody got scoring chances. There was like five scoring chances in that game, and they all were goals. It was unbelievably low event. It was hilarious. Yeah. And what was it? It was like 0-0 halfway into the game. I'm like, does anybody score? Like, Yeah. like, And there wasn't even a scoring chance until Ginla scored on the breakaway. There was literally nothing happened. It was so weird. The shots were like 5-3. It was insane. I how, couldn't believe it. How good is Ginla, though? Oh, man. He was really good. You know what? Kiprasov didn't look that great. Yeah, it was it was weird. Wasn't it weird? It was weird. I don't know. I was then, really weirded out at how... It wasn't that the game was slow, because that's what I expected. I was like, oh, it's going to be really slow. But it wasn't. It was just like nothing happened. Yeah, it was interesting. And then like, I don't even remember seeing Simon once. Olawag, like No, like seriously. Did, like did, I think I, they double-shifted a Ginla law is the like, thing did, I noticed. Did he play the fourth line once? I, he definitely shortened in the third period. You didn't, I didn't see the fourth line. I didn't see Olo on the ice one time, like maybe once. Yeah, it and is. Then, like what I do like about it though, it's like it's it's almost kind of like I don't know, looking at your old yearbook. And you're like, oh yeah, fuck, remember that guy? Yeah, no, it was totally like that. But it's weird because I uh, I kind of remember a lot of that stuff from that year. So it was like, oh yeah, I, like I don't know, I was. 
you know when you're at that age when stuff happens and you just like totally remember everything yeah. so with that game it was like yeah i remember all these guys the the game six against vancouver the other night i was like oh yeah how did these guys even make the playoffs it was like the weird it's like the second line was like stage in david jones and furland it's like what the fuck those guys yeah. made the playoffs and won a playoff round yeah bennett scored and we had bowling but- right we had our uh, Hillary was in net last was night. So I thought weird. it was Ramo. Was it Ramo? No, it was Hillary. It was Hillary because didn't they went? Uh, no, you know what? They pulled. Didn't they pull? Oh them? yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really watch it because it was three nothing. I think Hillary gets pulled and then Ramo goes in. Yeah, it's so weird. And what blows my mind is that, that team won a playoff round, but then last year we lost in five games. You get absolutely is so last, hockey's insane. Last year you get absolutely dominated. So it's been kind of fun going through some of these old highlights I've been posting, like, and it it, it is kind of a bummer too, though, because <laughs> like it was Manji Penny's birthday yesterday, I guess, or two days ago, and I posted that goal he scored in Game One last year. Oh my God, that goal is unreal! And it was like, it was such a sweet goal, but then I was like, oh shit, I really miss Garnet Hathaway. Like, why did they let Hathaway go? He's I was looking at some of his underlying numbers just after I saw him. He has been so good this year, so I was like, ah. Oh. We don't have Hathaway. The whole season's been a so it's kind of de- it's been kind of depressing more than anything watching recent highlights. We I needed know. to make way for Lucic, man. Yeah, I needed that grit, right? You needed that grit. You needed to get it where the Hathaway, Boy. probably the greatest guy in the league, to get Lucic. So yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It's 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 weird. Time is weird. All right, so today, like, let's let's go through kind of what you've been doing, what I've like on like. Yeah, you've been doing some stuff on Instagram. Let's kind of go through that. Um, I've been on Twitter as of late. I mean, I've been, I've been kind of like you, up and down of like missing it and not. And then yeah, sometimes right? I go on Twitter and it's just like, ah, everybody's just talking about old stuff. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't really interest me too much. Well, um, yeah, it's just hard to have like an interesting conversation, just like because it's, it's all you ever like. That's really all you can do, right? Just like reminisce. Oh, remember oh four. Yeah, that was great. Oh, I remember fifteen. Oh, yeah, that was great. And then it's like you're kind of, you're kind of out of memories. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to find stuff to be like, oh, that was interesting. That was cool. Yeah. So I mean, what I started doing on the weekend is is going. I'm just. I don't know if I'll do all. How many games have we played? Sixty two. Sixty set. No, it's like sixty seven, isn't it? Something like that. We had like 67. fifteen games left when when it ended. I don't know if I get through all 67, but I'm just going kind of game by game, starting at game one, just recapping the season. So that, yeah, that's sweet. So that when four months from now, when we start up again, like we kind of remember where we came we from remember. this year. If, as long as, well, the thing that's, as long as whatever happened this year is still pertinent, but we'll see. Yeah. What's crazy to me is like, again, like how, how quickly you forget about shit. Like I, I was watching your highlights of the, the avalanche. Here. I was like, Jesus, Bill Peters is the coach right it's so it's so weird i know it's weird i was i i it's always just mind-blowing I, I caught myself looking at him on the bench kind of like i because i had a museum or something i was looking at an artifact i'm like right? what the hell bill peter yeah, let me let me study his facial expression see what he was like back then <laughs> it's so weird that that game i do remember us breaking that game down and it was like Oh shit! That was pretty much like another game from the from the playoff series last year. Like literally beat for beat for beat. Yeah. It's interesting too because I go back and watch 
well, I don't watch the games. I'm combing through them to get all the highlights. But it's like, I remember the games. Yeah. Like, I could write a summary before I watch it, but, yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, it will be interesting, like, because if you're going to keep doing that, like, it's going to be interesting to see, like, because obviously they, they go through that major slump around the time Bill gets, the whole Bill Peters things happen, and then yep. Jeff shows up. But then, like, according to all the underlying metrics and stuff, there's been a nice little trajectory ever since, like, late December, mid-January. So it'll be interesting to see if we kind of can pick on pick up on that without just being, like, selectively biased about it. Yeah. Because they, they, I feel like they were playing pretty horrible, right? With that, I, I can't quite remember, but, like, right before the whole Bill Peters shit went down, like, we, were, we had had it, Well, right? honestly, it'll be interesting to see when I do these recaps, I think, because we've talked about this throughout the season is like when you're losing things seem way worse right it's like i remember that nashville game um on halloween when we were down what was it by three goals we came back in the yeah the kachuk goal we yeah. came back in the third period we and kachuk won and then i think we went back and i went and i watched most of that game again i was like shit we're actually playing pretty good throughout the whole game <laughs> Yeah, I remember that game. It was like one of those games where I was like, how are we down? Like, this is so stupid. We suck. We're never going to blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit, we won. Yeah. It's like when you're down by goals, it seems like you suck. Yeah, but way worse. if you go back and watch the game knowing that you win, it's like, oh, we're actually playing pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. you describe that as like, I remember, I think we were talking about TJ Brody specifically, but it was like, if you're losing and everything sucks, you're like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, Big, what a dumbass. Of course it's Brody. You can't even... Oh, yeah, it's him. What a dumbass. Well, although it's no so It's totally now. true. It's no Hannafin now, not Brody. But yeah, it, no, it's Hannafin But you know now. what else is interesting? Because I'm going back and I'm watching game one, right? Versus Colorado. And it is. It's a carbon copy of the, the playoff series. The five-game series. Dude, it's like literally no adjustments were made all summer by Bill Peters. No, both teams played the exact same way, and it was the exact same yeah. result. Yeah, it's like literally beat for beat for beat. It was unbelievable. But the thing that stood out to me was that I think we were getting outshot like almost two to one at, at one point. Like shots were like 15 to seven and then 20 to 10 and stuff like that. Like they were dominating, Yet, yet we were in the game. The thing about this team since, I mean, go back how many years do you want to go, but even from game one this season, this team has the ability to score goals. That's why they're always in it. They can always, even if they're down, they're still not out. And they can stick around. Because even that game against Colorado, they were down by one goal. I think it was 4-3. Going to the going in the third period, Monahan gets a breakaway, but doesn't capitalize. But there's your tie game right there. Yeah. You go down, empty net, extra attacker. You get a couple chances, and then Colorado comes down, and scores an empty net. But I mean, they're they were, they're, were the, within reach. Even though they got like outplayed, outdominated, but it's because they can score goals. Like, I think my biggest takeaway of like reflecting on on our current team. Just from watching a few games, like, oh, yeah. What makes us be able to contend on a nightly basis is that we have the ability to score goals. We're not like a... We're scoring team, baby. We're not like... That's right. We're not like Arizona or the Islanders 
where they're like hard pressed. Well, I don't even, even think we're like the Oilers, right? Like the Oilers, the way they play, they true. don't really do much. They like, just in, shut it down until McDavid gets on the ice. Like unless, yeah, unless McDavid and Drysdale are going. And by the way, I saw those uh, the heat maps. Oh yeah, of comparing <laughs> Leon Drysdale to Connor McDavid, and that's well, Connor's that's, on a different planet. That's dude. shocking. But what's most shocking about it is that pretty much the entire like. 15-foot radius outside of the goal crease is all, like, <laughs> the darkest red of all time. It's unbelievable. Well, he's, like, if, you're, if you ever look at those heat maps on HockeyViz.com, Connors is, like, what was it, like, 27% above league average? Jesus. Like, most guys, like, Drysaddle, for, for comparison, is, like, 5%. Yeah. Like, I think most guys who are, like, really elite are in the, like, 15 20%. McDavid's just on another planet. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The other thing interesting about the, the watching or going through game one, and if you're if you're listening to this right now um, and you want to keep a track on these recaps, because I know I'll keep pumping out. I don't know if I'll get to all 67, but, hey, if I've got four months, I probably will. Um but if you want to keep track of these re- recaps, it's a cool way to just kind of like stay fresh and on top of things of where we're at uh, going into whenever the season finishes itself off. But um, I'm posting them up on YouTube. What's our YouTube? So yeah, just search in the dome. In the dome right? Yeah. Uh, I'll put most of them. I'll link them up on Twitter too. So if you're looking for those, they'll be on Twitter or YouTube. Um, but it's like there's so many little nutshells within game one that – speak to the whole season right so you got a team that even if they get outplayed and they're still trying to find their footing or like work on their defensive they can still they can still score enough goals to be in any game yeah. what i also noticed too in the first three games because riddick played all three he, he's been he let in some squeakers even right like like riddick in the first three games he although he did get a shutout on the home in the home opener against vancouver Although he wasn't really tested a lot until the third period. But he was just kind of meh. He was kind of mediocre. Well, that's how he's kind of been all season. He had that he had that upswing, I think it was in like maybe December. But he's kind of, he's been pretty up and down, dude, like all season, man. Yeah. The other thing, interesting enough, uh, Milan Lucic uses... Yeah, I totally forgot about that Zadorov thing, eh? He uses Zadorov's face as a punching bag. Like, that was game one. Well, I remember being pissed about that. I was like, oh, God, I hate this guy already. So it's kind, of, hate him. it's kind of interesting to go back because now you've seen the 65 games or so. And to me, that's a smaller nutshell. It's like we've, we've seen from a management standpoint why they wanted to bring this guy in. Even in game three, he, had, he has two fights in his first three games. Oh, if you want to count Zadorov as a fight, but I think he got. Well, it's weird he pre- he got suspended. Like he did the exact same thing to Zadorov as he did to uh, what's his name on Columbus, and he got suspended two games for it. Yeah, stupid. So, but he, I don't. He's definitely makes some impact on the game. Now, whether you want to debate that that's a positive or not, I mean that's the other thing. But he's he's definitely well, he definitely makes an impact on the game. It's unbelievable to me. So if you look, if you follow us on Instagram and stuff, or you can find these stats on your own, like by goals above replacement, which is a pretty much an all-encompassing stat of like who's most valuable to your team. He's top five on our team right now. The leaders are like something like Kachuk, 
Manjupani, Gio, Brody, and then it's Lucic. Like, you can't deny, even from from any metric, you can't deny that he has been an important and valuable player this year. It's insane. I never would have thought I've ever said that, ever. It's just, just mind-blowing, dude. It's interesting. It's really interesting. The other interesting thing about Game 1, I don't know if, if, you, if you notice this or not, Bill Peters doesn't call a timeout late in the game. You're down by a goal. So the Monty, Johnny, Lindholm line, which, by the way, for the first two games, wow. I think they both, they all had like six points. Split them up. In their first two games. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to be interested to most see when you keep doing these. I'm, I want to see the, like, the progress. I want to see how they play up until the point where they get split up. Because I want to see if it was warranted, because I can't quite remember. I feel like it definitely wasn't. <laughs> like, even Geo scores in the first game. After game one, you're like, okay, these guys should all probably go hit around 80 points again. Yeah, well, I, I remember the podcast we did about it. It was like, no need to panic. Like, we lost, but, I mean, your best guys were your best guys on the night. Like, I've got the advanced stats in front of me right now, and, like, Gaudreau and Monaghan both played very good games. Kachuk played a good game. Giordano played a good game. Backlund played a good game. Like, they were all fine in that game. It was very encouraging. I remember we talked about it. It was like, there's no need to panic. In fact, it was actually encouraging to see those guys play well that game. Yeah. Yeah, Monty, Johnny, and Gio all score in the first game. And then the home opener, I mean, was kind of a cakewalk. Vancouver did not look good. It took them a bit to get going. But Lindholm, Yeah, yeah Monty, I was at that game. Lindholm, Monty, and, and Johnny I, I remember. Yeah, I remember like being blown away at how good Sean Monahan looked in person. Yeah, like I thought he looked bigger, stronger, faster in that game. Yeah, those first two games he looked good. So, anyways, no timeout called. Right, you know what your best line is. So and then he rolls out with um, the three M line with three minutes left, and the thing is, is like sure, you're probably going to go back with Monty and Johnny, but. A lot of times you don't even get the, the opportunity if the guys score an empty net goal. So it's like, why not use a timeout? Like if 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 I have a hundred point, Johnny Goudreau scored ninety nine points last year. Sean Monahan is like, this is a guy who in a playoff game when they were down by a goal with twenty seconds left, came from his own zone, roofed it to tie the game. That's the guy you want on the ice. When all the cards are when when the chips are on the table, <laughs> look at all Monahan's stats late in the game, game winners, overtime winners. He's Mister Clutch. Yeah, they're obviously going. Like if I'm a coach, I got five minutes left. Do I really want to go with a three M line? I want Chucky out there, but then he's my extra attacker. So with five minutes left, I'm gonna try and play well, those guys. And, not, as much and as just I can. so just to remember, it's not sorry to interrupt you. It's not the three M line that includes Andrew Manjupani at this point. No, it's Froelich. The old three yeah. M line. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm trying to max those guys out for the last five minutes, and I have to like you telling me McDavid and Drysaddle aren't going to play four minutes of the last five minutes of every single game they're down behind. Well, and yeah, like we, I, it's it's been one of the issues since like again you didn't pick up on it last year because they just won so much, right? But then the lack of timeouts and you just carried over with Jeff Ward, like you've. How many games this year have we seen Jeff Ward put like the Lucic line out in the last minute? 
So well, obviously that stems back to Bill. Well, and that's the other thing. There was no timeout called. Guess who the extra attacker was with the 3M line? Yeah. Milan yeah, it was Lucic, wasn't it? It's Milan yeah, Lucic. It so the precedent was set early on. So that's why it's also interesting to go back and watch this because knowing what we know now with hindsight, we've mm-hmm. seen 60 games of this. It started really early in the season. So that trend Bill Peters. has not shifted yet. It's carrying on with Jeff Ward. I hate Bill Peters. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Anyways, then they played a pretty good, like, again, they played pretty good in that game. Like, that was probably their best of the first, like, four games, I remember. The home opener? Was or that the... Avalanche game. No, the Avalanche uh, game. Yeah, I like, mean, they were good. Yeah. And, like, the, like, they trailed the entire game, which, again, it's funny going back to game one and realizing, okay, they do that, like, what, 19 more times where they trail? Yeah, like they they let weren't they like top? They're definitely top five. One of the lead well, it was, leaders in it time was, trailing for a yeah. really long time. It there. was them in Toronto that were leading the league. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, the, like I said, they just they have the ability to keep themselves in games because they can. This team can score goals. This team has the ability to score goals. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you, you got there's a lot of skill. And we'll get to the third game against LA, but. Fuck, Matthew Kachuk is—he's so good, dude. Dude, he's on another planet, and like, yeah. I still, I still want to see that guy play with with Gaudreau at some point. We gotta see it. Are you telling me like you're gonna go through a window where Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk are on the same team? It could be five. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stay at Home Podcast. 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 Okay. I mean, that's actually a pretty good name for a podcast. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it, what, what better, what more appropriate of a name could you have right now? Well, what do you think the new rink's going to be called? Like, is it just going to be like the Rogers Center or some shit? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Although, because there's history around having like a, a cool name, like the Saldome. Corral. Owners might, yeah, and Corral. Owners might be like, no, we need like a name. I never understand, like, why does everything have to be the center or the place? It's like, that's, you can get creative in that. Right? Like, the, I- like, the Igloo was dope. The the Igloo Suite, what, is there even any other ones? Wasn't it shaped What do they like, call the... Wasn't the Igloo shaped like an Igloo, too? Yeah, and the roof opened or something. Yeah! What the like, hell? why do they call it, Coliseum's cool. <laughs> like, why do they get classy with it? Call it something cool instead of place, Roger. It's just Roger's is gonna, ugh, God, I hate it. How about Thunderdome? That'd be sweet. Um, and you know, yeah, like you said, you know these owners are obsessed with the cowboy motifs. So it'll probably be like the goddamn uh, slop bucket or what a pig's eat of trough, the Rogers trough. Well, they might have the the washrooms on the concourse labeled the trough. And it's just a trough. Okay, if you've ever been to the Oakland A's stadium, they still have that. It's so gross it's unbelievable oh, what, they literally like, have like a piss trough one giant urinal yeah it's so gross i kind of like they're like six years Ooh, it's gross how do you like that what do you mean i don't know it's like old it's cool what do they still Ooh. have the the sinks where Dude. like that thing on the bottom you have to step down and then it, the water comes yeah out? yeah i love those old i don't school. mind the stepping thing old cool and pee are th- three things that don't go together i'm sorry all right yeah okay yeah maybe you're right it's funny Anyways. dude because like 
I'm out, I go out for a walk and stuff in the park and like when, when people see me coming like I don't have to worry I can just walk wherever I want everybody just like gets out of my way right but I, I just can't help but think every time I see like an extreme case of this social distancing I can't help but think of you <laughs> you're like this is what it's like now everybody knows what it's like for me in day-to-day life like you, you must what, be that what my normal life is like you must be walking around and it's just great. like this is the best ever, right? Well, even I, I had to go to this store the other day, and they have like lines, like where to stand, how to keep your distance, like dividers. It's like this should be a part of normal society. It's you're, great. You're like, can we keep these, please? It's funny. I like, totally want to keep some of these things. Everyone totally avoids you, and I'm just like, I know it's great. Man, Michael this must be loving this. <laughs> it's been pretty awesome. That's pretty funny. All right, so. Like is, uh, man, who knows? They played game six last night on TV. Did you watch any of it? Well, right now I'm going to bed at like 1030. So I don't know why. They yeah, they played it at 1030. Like why? Like maybe like, on a what Saturday. What is that about? Maybe on a Saturday night play at 1030. Yeah, like oh, it's a random Sunday night. Sunday night, 1030 start. Like, come on. I'm like, not is that. nobody working? Is, like, is, that, is that the thing now? Pretty sure people are still yeah, working, even though they're working at home. Like they still have a life. Well, yeah, I'm working at home. I get up at normal time and stuff. I'm trying to keep a normal schedule here. I'm just staying up till four a.m. watching old hockey games. Right, not like Johnny Gaudreau playing fucking video games till five a.m. Oh God, have you seen those TikTok videos? His sister keeps posting of, with him in them. No, I'm not trying to sound like an old person, but f- I hate all that TikTok shit. Oh my God, it's lame. TikTok it's is like, like they do these. It's, it's fire. So, it's like literally ten year olds. It's fire. It. And now. then it's like yeah, and then you see like Johnny Gaudreau on there and it's like embarrassing. It's like kill it with fire is what I want to do. Makes you feel old, eh? It makes me feel like an old grumpy boomer. I'm just like, oh they stupid kids on their TikTok. It's but it is really cringy to see like these grown ass men doing these weird dances. That's awesome. I love it. We gotta get on there, man. We gotta start TikToking. Yeah, it'll be funny, though. It won't be lame. Well, we were thinking of every once in a while, we'll go off and do impressions of, like, Noah Hannafin or... <laughs> Noah Hannafin's, like, the only one that came to mind. Yeah. Or Jeff Ford or Sean Monaghan. Yeah. Well, we, we, um, we can make it pretty funny. Anyways, today, so anyways, what are we going to do? Just shoot the shit today, Anyways, it's April 6th. I think the latest thing that I've seen is that Trump met with all the hockey league or all the sports leagues, was it yesterday? Well, I think there was a report today, yeah, that's saying, like, the NHL would like to be back playing in front of no fans in August. Like, they would, they're would, they kind of hoping for that, maybe. Yeah, and it sounded like that was based on the meeting with Trump. Yeah. So, that I can't get from that. So, it looks like now we're looking at probably August. Which is crazy, man. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It's I crazy. believe that, like. It's been the, what? the last game of the regular season would have been two days ago on Saturday, the Flames and Oilers, and playoffs would have been just around the corner. Yeah. I mean, the good news, if you're following all this COVID stuff, like China, I don't think has any new cases anymore. Italy is down. There's like virtually no, relatively no case, no new cases. So these countries that have been hit hard are already, they're already rebounding. And so I don't, I don't, I think we in North America, got way ahead of this thing as far as like the social distancing goes and whatnot so i don't know but it could be sooner but i guess they're playing it safe i mean for them how much planning needs to go into it so you you might as well 
err on the side of caution and go later so that you don't have to replan everything a month later, right? Yeah, like that would be a disaster if they started out again and then this thing got worse. So yeah, they'll be as safe as possible, I'm sure. Yeah, and so I know we've we've hypothesized that some of the potential ways that the season might finish out. I think I said to you my latest hypothesis is that the most profitable and doable finish to the season will be what happens. Sorry, what? But it sounds like, well, I was gonna, I was just saying, whatever was most profitable is probably what they're gonna go. Oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, totally. They'll do whatever makes the most money. But it sounds like, like people are talking about a neutral site as this newest, this newest thing. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I'm kind of into that. I like stuff like that. I like stuff like that regardless of the whole situation. And so, how the neutral site thing would would work? I forget where they were saying in, in the United States, but I mean, Canada would be a perfect place. You just, what would you get? All the the whole league, all the teams? Oh yeah, they were saying Las Vegas. Yeah. Because Las Vegas would be able to house enough people with all the hotels and whatnot. So the, the theory is, is that you get the whole league, you know, just the bare minimum of what you need, the, the people, the personnel, in order to execute the games and have them televised. But then there's no fans, right? Yeah, there definitely wouldn't be any fans unless something drastic changes. Yeah, so there's a scenario. I'd be into that. That'd be cool. Yeah, and they might have to do it. I think that'd be a cool made for TV. Like what they should do is then make it. It's like a made for TV event. Yeah, get the mics. All all of the entertain. Yeah, exactly. All of the entertainment values can come from watching on TV. It'd be cool. And then doing anything, they just want TV. All you would need to do is a 60 minute brainstorming session with some of your best marketing people. And figure out how you can engage viewers through social media while they're watching. Dude, it's like so easy nowadays. There's a big opportunity there for something. Yeah, totally. So, but I think I, I think it'll end up being kind of cool and interesting. I think that was the NBA I, throwing out those ideas. Yeah, I'm I'm sure the NBA is probably already ahead of the NHL on a lot of those ideas, especially with the fan interaction stuff. But yeah. I I don't know. For me, like the most. The thing I'm most curious about is if there is going to be playoffs or not. And I think there will be still. Yeah. No. Well, if they're going to play any – it's not going to – I personally don't think they're going to play regular season games and then not have playoffs. Yeah. I don't think they're just going to, like, cancel the season and start the regular season again in earnest. Like, they would definitely – they would like – we said this last time, but they would definitely eat away at next year's schedule to get playoff games in for sure. Yeah. So we'll and, see, I guess, but – you know, that makes the most sense to me. I mean, it's the most exciting time of the year. Yeah, and it's where all the money is. And, I mean, that's way easier to market, like, a 16, an extended playoff than it is to be like, oh, we're just starting the season again. So, So, I mean, dude, we're still, like, potentially four months away. Which is mind-blowing. And it was, like, it's been, I've been kind of up and down. Some days I'm really missing it. Some days I forget it's even gone. The other day, I was just like, God damn it. I would just like to go watch a hockey game tonight. I think it was sat- I think it was Saturday night. It was just like, yeah, it was, the- it was the day when the Oilers and Flames were supposed to play the last game. It was just like a huge bummer because it's just like, well, what do you do? Like, I just want to watch the game. God. I know. I know. And they've been showing old games that, I mean, they're, yeah. They're neat and they're interesting, I, I find. 
Well, it is weird because did you watch the game? So they've they've shown a few from the 80s, and then they've shown 20, 2004 Game 7 against the Canucks, and then they showed 2015 Game 6 uh, yesterday. Did you watch the, the 2004 Game 7 against Vancouver? I did, yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? It's weird. It is. It was so goddamn boring. I couldn't believe it. Nothing happened. I totally forgot that, like, apparently back in those days, nobody got scoring chances. There was, like, five scoring chances in that game, and they all were goals. It was unbelievably low event. It was hilarious. Yeah. And what was it? It was, like, 0-0 halfway into the game. I'm like, does anybody score? Like, Yeah. Like, And there wasn't even a scoring chance until Ginla scored on the breakaway. There was literally nothing happened. It was so weird. The shots were, like, 5-3. It was insane. I how, couldn't believe it. How good is Ginla, though? Oh, man. He was really good. You know what? Kippersoft didn't look that great. Yeah, it was it was weird. Wasn't it weird? It was weird. I don't know. I was then, really weirded out at how... It wasn't that the game was slow, because that's what I expected. I was like, oh, it's going to be really slow. But it wasn't. It was just like nothing happened. Yeah, it was interesting. And then like, I don't even remember seeing Simon once. Olawag, like No, like seriously. They, like, did, I think I, they double-shifted again a lot is the like, thing did, I noticed. Did he play the fourth line once? I, he definitely shortened in the third period. You didn't. I didn't see the fourth line. I didn't see Olo on the ice one time, like maybe once. Yeah, it is. And like, what I do like about it though, it's like, it's it's almost kind of like I don't know, looking at your old yearbook, and you're like, oh yeah, fuck, remember that guy? Yeah, no, it was totally like that. But it's weird because I, I, I kind of remember a lot of that stuff from that year. So it was like, oh yeah, I like, I don't know, I was. You know when you're at that age when stuff happens and you just, like, totally remember everything? Yeah. So with that game, it was like, yeah, I remember all these guys. The the game six against Vancouver the other night, I was like, oh, yeah. How did these guys even make the playoffs? It was like the weird – it's like the second line was, like, staging David Jones and Furland. It's like, what the f- – those guys yeah. made the playoffs and won a playoff round? Yeah, Bennett scored. And we had bowling, but- right? We had or, uh, Hillary was in net. Last so night, I thought weird. it was Ramo. Was it Ramo? No, it was Hiller. It was Hiller because didn't they went? Uh, no, you know what? They pulled. Didn't they pull? Oh Hiller? yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really watch it because it was three nothing. I think Hiller gets pulled and then Ramo goes in. Yeah, it's so weird. And what blows my mind is that, that team won a playoff round, but then last year we lost in five games. You get absolutely is so last, hockey's insane. Last year you get absolutely dominated. So it's been kind of fun going through some of these old highlights I've been posting, like, and it it, it is kind of a bummer too, though, because <laughs> like it was Manjipeni's birthday yesterday, I guess, or two days ago, and I posted that goal he scored in Game One last year. Oh my God, that goal is unreal! And it was like, it was such a sweet goal, but then I was like, oh shit, I really miss Garnet Hathaway. Like, why did they let Hathaway go? He's I was looking at some of his underlying numbers just after I saw him. He has been so good this year, so I was like, ah. Oh. We don't have Hathaway. The whole season's been a so it's kind of de- it's been kind of depressing more than anything. Watching recent highlights, we I don't needed know. to make way for Lucic, man. Yeah, I needed that grit, right? You needed that grit. You needed to get rid of Hathaway, Boy. probably the greediest guy in the league, to get Lucic. So yeah, it's kind of I don't know. It's 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 weird. Time is weird. All right, so today, like, let's let's go through kind of what you've been doing, what I've like on like. Yeah, you've been doing some stuff on Instagram. Let's kind of go through that. Um, I've been on Twitter as of late. I mean, I've been 
I've been kind of like you, up and down of like missing it and not. And then sometimes yeah, right? I go on Twitter and it's just like, ah, everybody's just talking about old stuff. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know, it doesn't really interest me too much. Well, yeah, um, it's just hard to have like an interesting conversation just like because it's, it's all you ever – like that's really all you can do, right, is like reminisce. Oh, remember 04? Yeah, that was great. Oh, I remember 15. Oh, yeah, that was great. And then it's like you're kind of <laughs> you're kind of out of memories. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to find stuff to be like, oh, that was interesting. That was cool. Yeah. So, I mean, what I started doing on the weekend is is going – I'm just – I don't know if I'll do all – how many games have we played? 62? 60 set? No, it's like 67, isn't it? Something like that? We had like 15 games left when, when it ended. I don't know if I get through all 67, but I'm just going kind of game by game, starting at game one, just recapping the season so that, yeah, that's sweet. so that when four months from now, when we start up again, like <laughs> we kind of remember where we came we from remember. this year. If as long as, well, the thing that's, as long as whatever happened this year is still pertinent, but we will see. Yeah. What's crazy to me is like, again, like how, how quickly you forget about shit. Like I, I was watching your highlights of the, the avalanche here. I was like, Jesus, Bill Peters is the coach. Right, it's so it's so weird. I know it's weird. I was I I it's always just mind blowing. I caught myself looking at him on the bench, kind of like because I was at a museum or something. I was looking at an artifact. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell, Bill Peters? Yeah, let me let me study his facial expression. See what he was like back then. <laughs> it's so weird that that game. I do remember us breaking that game down, and it was like. Oh shit! That was pretty much like another game from the from the playoff series last year. Like literally beat for beat for beat. Yeah. It's interesting too because I go back and watch. Well, I don't watch the games. I'm combing through them to get all the highlights. But it's like I remember the games. Yeah. Like I could write a summary before I watch it, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Well, it will be interesting, like because if you're gonna keep doing that, like it's gonna be interesting to see, like. Because obviously they they go through that major slump around the time Bill gets the whole Bill Peters things happens and then yep. Jeff shows up, but then like according to all the underlying metrics and stuff, there's been a nice little trajectory ever since like late December mid January. So it'll be interesting to see if we kind of can pick on pick up on that without just being like selectively biased about it. Yeah, because they I feel like they were playing pretty horrible, right? With that I I can't quite remember, but like. Right before the whole Bill Peters shit went down, like we were, we had had it. Well, right? honestly, it'll be interesting to see when I do these recaps. I think because we've talked about this throughout the season, is like when you're losing, things seem way worse, right? It's like I remember that Nashville game, um, on Halloween when we were down, what was it by three goals? We came back in the yeah the Kachuk goal. We yeah. came back in the third period. We and Kachuk won, and then. I think I went back and I went and I watched most of that game again. I was like, "Shit, we're actually playing pretty good throughout the whole game." Yeah, I remember that game. It was like one of those games where I was like, "How are we down? Like, this is so stupid. We suck. We're never gonna blah blah blah." Oh shit, we won. Yeah, it's like when you're down by goals, it seems like you suck. Yeah, but way worse. If you go back and watch a game knowing that you win, it's like, "Oh, we're actually playing pretty good." Yeah, it's yeah. You describe that as like. I remember, I think we were talking about TJ Brody specifically, but it was like, if you're losing and everything sucks, you're like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, big, what a dumbass. Of course it's idiot. Brody. You can't even, oh yeah, it's him, what a dumbass. Well, although it's Noah so Hannafin. That's totally now. true. It's Noah Hannafin now, not Brody. But Yeah, it, no, it's Hannafin But you know now. what else is interesting? Because I'm going back and I'm watching game one, right? 
versus Colorado. And it is. It's a carbon copy of the, the playoff series. The five-game series. Dude, it's like literally no adjustments were made all summer by Bill Peters. No. Both teams played the exact same way, and it was the exact same yeah. result. Yeah, it's like literally beat for beat for beat. It was unbelievable. But the thing that stood out to me was that I think we were getting outshot like almost two to one at, at one point. Like shots were like 15 to seven and then 20 to 10 and stuff like that. Like they were dominating. Yet yet we were in the game. The thing about this team since I mean, go back how many years do you want to go? But even from game one this season, this team has the ability to score goals. That's why they're always in it. They can always, even if they're down, they're still not out. And they can stick around. Because even that game against Colorado, they were down by one goal. I think it was 4-3 going to the, going in the third period. Monaghan gets a breakaway. But doesn't capitalize. But there's your tie game right there. You go down, empty net, extra attacker. You get a couple chances. And then Colorado comes down and scores an empty net. But, I mean, they're they're, they're within reach. Even though they got, like, outplayed, outdominant. But it's because they can score goals. Like, I think my biggest takeaway of, like, reflecting on, on our current team, just from watching a few games, is like, oh, yeah. What makes us... Be able to contend on a nightly basis is that we have the ability to score goals. We're not like a we're scoring team, baby. We're not like that's right. We're not like Arizona or the Islanders where they're like hard pressed. Well, I don't. Even, I don't even think we're like the Oilers, right? Like the Oilers, the way they play, they true. don't really do much. They like, just and, shut it down until McDavid gets on the ice. Like unless, yeah, unless McDavid and Drysdale are going. And by the way, I saw those uh, the heat maps. Oh yeah, of comparing Leon Drysdale to Connor McDavid, and that's well, Connor's that's, on a different planet. That's shocking. But what's most shocking about it is that pretty much the entire like fifteen foot radius outside of the goal crease is all like <laughs> I know. the darkest red of all time. It's unbelievable. Well, he's like if you if you ever look at those heat maps on HockeyViz.com, Connor's is like what was it like twenty seven percent above league average? Jesus. Like most guys, like dry saddle for for comparison is like five percent. Yeah. Like I think most guys who are like really elite are in the like fifteen twenty percent. McDavid's just on another planet. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. The other thing interesting about the watching or going through game one, and if you're if you're listening to this right now, um, and you want to keep a track on these recaps because I know I'll keep pumping out. I don't know if I get to all sixty seven, but hey, if we got four months, I probably will. Um. <laughs> But if you want to keep track of these re- recaps, it's a cool way to just kind of like stay fresh and on top of things and where we're at uh, going into whenever the season finishes itself off. But um, I'm posting them up on YouTube. What's our YouTube? So yeah, just search in the dome. In the dome right? Yeah. Uh, I'll put most of them. I'll link them up on Twitter too. So if you're looking for those, they'll be on Twitter or YouTube. Um, but it's like there's so many little nutshells within game one that, speak to the whole season right so you got a team that even if they get outplayed and they're still trying to find their footing or like work on their defensive they can still they can still score enough goals to be in any game yeah. what i also noticed too in the first three games because riddick played all three 
he's been he let in some squeakers even right like like Riddick in the first three games he although he did get a shutout on the home in the home opener against Vancouver although he wasn't really tested a lot until the third period but he was just kind of meh he was kind of mediocre well let's see how he's kind of been all season he had that he had that upswing I think it was in like maybe December. But he's kind of, he's been pretty up and down, dude, like all season, man. Yeah. The other thing, interesting enough, uh, Milan Lucic uses... Yeah, I totally forgot about that Zadorov thing, eh? uses Zadorov's face as a punching bag. Like, that was game one. <laughs> well, I remember being pissed about that. I was like, oh, God, I hate this guy already. So it's kind <laughs> of... hate him. It's kind of interesting to go back, because now you've seen the 65 games or so, and... To me, that's a smaller nutshell. It's like we've, we've seen from a management standpoint why they wanted to bring this guy in. Even in game three, he, had, he has two fights in his first three games. Well, if you want to count Zadorov as a fight, but I think he got... Well, it's weird he pre, he got suspended. Like, he did the exact same thing to Zadorov as he did to... Uh, what's his name on Columbus? And he got suspended two games for it. Yeah. Stupid. So, but he... I don't know. He's definitely makes some impact on the game. Now, whether you want to debate that that's a positive or not, I mean, that's the other thing. But he's he's definitely well, he definitely makes an impact on the game. It's unbelievable to me. So if you look if you follow us on Instagram and stuff, or you can find these stats on your own, like by goals above replacement, which is a pretty much an all encompassing stat of like who's most valuable to your team. He's top five on our team right now. The leaders are like something like Kachuk. Manjupani, Gio, Brody, and then it's Lucic. Like, you can't deny, even from from any metric, you can't deny that he has been an important and valuable player this year. It's insane. I never would have thought I've ever said that, ever. It's just, just mind-blowing, dude. It's interesting. It's really interesting. The other interesting thing about Game 1, I don't know if, if, you, if you notice this or not, Bill Peters doesn't call a timeout late in the game. You're down by a goal. So the Monty Johnny Lindholm line, which by the way, for the first two games, wow. I think they both they all had like six points. Split them up. In their first two games. That's what I'm that's what I'm gonna be interested in most see when you keep doing these. I'm I wanna see the like the progr- I wanna see how they play up until the point where they get split up. Because I want to see if it was warranted because I can't quite remember. I feel like it definitely wasn't. <laughs> like, even Geo scores in the first game. After game one, you're like, okay, these guys should all probably go hit around 80 points again. Yeah, well, I, I remember the podcast we did about it. It was like, no need to panic. Like, we lost, but, I mean, your best guys were your best guys on the night. Like, I've got the advanced stats in front of me right now, and, like, Gaudreau and Monahan both played very good games. Kachuk played a good game. Giordano played a good game. Backlund played a good game. Like they were all fine in that game. It was very encouraging. I remember we talked about it. It was like there's no need to panic. In fact, it was actually encouraging to see those guys play well that game. Yeah. Yeah. Monty Johnny and Gio all score in the first game. And then the home opener, I mean, was kind of a cakewalk. Vancouver did not look good. It took them a bit to get going. But Linholm. Yeah, yeah Mon- I was at that game. Linholm, Monty, and, and Johnny. I, I remember. Yeah, I remember like being blown away at how good Sean Monahan looked in person. Yeah, like I thought he looked bigger, stronger, faster in that game. Yeah, those first two games he looked good. 
So anyways, no timeout called. Right? You know what your best line is. So and then he rolls out with um, the 3M line with three minutes left. And the thing is, is like, sure, you're probably going to go back with Monty and Johnny, but a lot of times you don't even get the, the opportunity if the guy's scoring an empty net goal. So it's like, why not use a timeout? Like if if, if I have a 100-point, Johnny Goudreau scored 99 points last year. Sean Monahan is like... This is a guy who, in a playoff game, when they were down by a goal with 20 seconds left, came from his own zone, roofed it to tie the game. That's the guy you want on the ice when all the cards are... when when the chips are on the table. <laughs> Look at all Monahan's stats late in the game, game winners, overtime winners. He's Mr. Clutch. Yeah. They're obviously going. Like, if I'm a coach, I got five minutes left... Do I really want to go with a 3M line? I want Chucky out there, but then he's my extra attacker. So with five minutes left, I'm going to try and play well, those and guys not, as much and as just I can. So, just to remember, it's not – sorry to interrupt you. It's not the 3M line that includes Andrew Manjupani at this point. No, it's Froelich, the old yeah. 3M line. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm trying to max those guys out for the last five minutes. And I have to – like, you're telling me McDavid and Dreisaitl aren't going to play four minutes of the last five minutes of every single game they're down behind? Well, and yeah, like we, I, it's it's been one of the issues since, like, again, you didn't pick up on it last year because they just won so much, right? But then the lack of timeouts and you just carried over with Jeff Ward, like, how many games this year have we seen Jeff Ward put like the Lucic line out in the last minute? So well, obviously that sims back to Bill. Well, and that's the other thing. There was no timeout called. Guess who the extra attacker was with the three M line? Yeah, Milan. Yeah, it was Lucic, wasn't it? it was Milan yeah, Lucic. So the precedent was set early on. So that's why it's also interesting to go back and watch this because knowing what we know now with hindsight, we've mm-hmm. seen 60 games of this. It started really early in the season. So that trend Bill Peters. has not shifted yet. It's carrying on with Jeff Ward. I hate Bill Peters. <laughs> Stupid idiot. Anyways, then they played a pretty good... Like, again, they played pretty good in that game. Like, that was probably their best of the first, like, four games, I remember. The home opener? Was or that the... Avalanche game. No, the Avalanche uh, game. Yeah, I like, mean, they were good. Yeah. And, like, the, like, they trailed the entire game, which, again, it's funny going back to game one and realizing, okay, they do that, like, what, 19 more times where they trail? Yeah, like, they, they let... Weren't they, like, top... They're definitely top five. One of the lead... Well, it was leaders in time trailing for a really long time. It was them in Toronto that were leading the league. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, they just, they have the ability to keep themselves in games because they can, this team can score goals. This team has the ability to score goals. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you you got a lot of skill and we'll get to the third game against LA, but fuck Matthew Kachuk is, (laughs) he's so good, dude. Dude, he's on another planet, and like I still, I still want to see that guy play with with Gaudreau at some point. We gotta see. It. Are you telling me like you're gonna go through a window where Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk are on the same team? It could be five, six years. Yeah. And never are they tried for more than what? Have they ever even tried for it together for a game? Have we ever seen that for a oh, game? Oh no way, man! Nope. Like, come on. 
the only significant line changes we've seen, and those two have been like you know, Lindholm. I guess didn't Lindholm and Kachuk play with with Gaudreau for a little bit there when Mon like two or three games, um, kind of right when Jeff Ward took over. Remember he was doing the thing where he had he had Gaudreau on the line with Lucic and Ryan, but he'd switch them sometimes. Remember? I can't remember. I'll, so we've I'll seen see it for it like very little. But it's just like when you're, especially when the Flames are so lacking in top line talent, like why are you splitting up your two? Like to me, that's like splitting up Drysaddle and McDavid with the Oilers. Yeah, sure you'd probably like to. Well, but putting them together is an absolute no brainer. They figured it out now. Now that McDavid was injured for a while and and um, Nugent Hopkins got going with yeah. Well, Yamamoto, he's like our he's, Yamamoto's been he, huge he's their Mangiapane. Yeah, totally. So he's gonna be good. But they right now it's yeah, working. Man. But you could have you've noticed I think McDavid's numbers have tilled off a bit until he gets on the power play. Yeah, their power play is something else. But that LA game, boy oh boy, that was a terrible game. <laughs> well, you and I were there. We sat together. We were there. It was remember how awful that was? It was well until first, Chuck came the first until half, Chuck scored the the first half of the game was god awful. I believe they were outshot in their first period something like twenty to three. Yeah, it was twenty to three. It was seventeen to one, in, until yep. there was two minutes left in the period. It was absolutely mind blowing. And then Rasmus Anderson came down to where we were sitting on our end, and he got a shot on net, and the crowd gave the Bronx cheer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. good. You got a shot on LA. Wow. Get our yeah, money's get our money's worth tonight, eh? I think that's when the real frustration of the season started. But that's again, you've you know. Yeah, From a hindsight yeah. perspective, terrible. like literally, the, probably the worst period we've seen in a year and a half in a year of hockey, and they still come back from three nothing. Yep, but then you also see that that entire taking an entire period off. You know, you're looking at hindsight, sixty seven games later. Yeah. How often do they do that? All the time. So it's it's interesting going back and seeing these trends that start in the first few games. You don't realize that they're going to be trends for the whole season. Yeah, it's weird, eh? But that game, man, do you watch that recap? Oh, oh. Yeah, that's the game he scored the... Oh. Uh, Dude, I, Math- I didn't realize that game was that early into the season. Matthew Kachuk, my God. Right? It's interesting. Like I'm going I'm calling through the game, right, getting highlights. Like the, the Lindholm, Monaghan, Johnny line, those guys, I didn't see them once. Even though they were great the first two games, so you don't really care. But my God, Matthew Kachuk, dude. Two goals and an assist. The game time goal to push it into overtime to get you a point. Which was a mind blowing goal. But not only that, he's in the heads of McDermott, Clippard, Dowdy all night long. The guy's a freak, dude. Again, like, that's another thing, like. Even from Matthew Chuck's perspective, why isn't he on the top line? You're telling me he's better suited playing with Backland? No. Well, we should have this question. Utilize be- him more. Because I know it was after that Nashville game when we when we stated, like, he may not be your best player, but he's in the process of becoming your best player. Yeah. Like, who's better, Johnny Goudreau or Matthew Chuck? I mean, Gaudreau has got the offensive edge, but Chuck's a better player. No doubt. Right? Yeah, I think so. Like, it's he's just, it's between all, those two guys, really. Dude, if, you, like, if you're listening to this, you haven't 
go to YouTube and watch the watch the recap of the LA Kings game. Like it's four minutes of Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, that's all it is. It's literally Matthew Kachuk three, LA four. That's what it is. He drags that he drags the team back from he gets a team point that night, like no doubt. Yeah. And like that first goal he scores, like oh my god, well <laughs> the tying goal, man. Dude, the Fuck. tying goal is insane. The tying goal is unbelievable. The tying goal is like a lacrosse goal, like not the Sveshnikov goal, but like the dude gets a rebound in midair, taps to himself, and smacks it in. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. And then it's funny because after that game, fuck, I had a hate on for Drew Doughty so hard. Well, Drew... the thing is, I kind of, I kind of like Doughty. Well, but after watching, now that there's no emotion invested, and I'm just going yeah. back. It's like, dude, both those guys were outstanding. Right. Both those guys put on a hell of a show. Like that was, if you like wrestling, yeah. If you like WrestleMania, WrestleMania, right there. If you like WrestleMania, like those guys gave you your money's worth. And that's what you want to see, man. That's what I think the NHL does a really poor job. Like, why wasn't that high? Like, that should have been a nationally televised game. That yeah. game. Well, I mean, between those two guys, even though it wasn't nationally televised, the media did hype the shit out of those two. Yeah, I think the Canadian the Canadian media did, but I feel like the NH the NHL itself needs to do a better promoting like rivalries and stuff like that. Like they really do. They really don't. It's true. Well, like all they ever do is like Chicago versus it's rivalry night Wednesday night Chicago and Pittsburgh. It's like those aren't rivals. What are you talking about? Crosby taking on Taves. It's like they're not rivals at all. It's so stupid. Sydney versus Ovechkin. It didn't take them like five years to figure that one out. Yeah, like seriously. And then by the time they figured it out, it was like already like past its prime. Yeah, it's like uh, it's kind of over now. <laughs> Anyways, I like stuff like that. I like Drew Doughty. I think I think Drew Doughty. The thing I like about Drew Doughty is that yeah, he's a pouty baby, but I like that he's himself and he says what he's thinking. The NHL needs more guys like that. Yeah, I mean that game in and of itself was pretty epic. Yeah, that was a fun game. Other than the fact that they lost to the LA Kings, who well, still and, suck. And they absolutely just sat back and watched for the first... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First 30 minutes. Which is, is tough when you're in the stands, too. Yeah. And but, then the fact that they did that again against LA a few games later was even like more mind-blowing. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. They had a good start to the season, first three games. I mean, and it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm keeping track of... In each each recap I do, I'll post their their record at the start and after. Um, but it's just kind of cool to see the progression, already knowing what you know in hindsight. But just yeah. to kind of mm-hmm. you kind of get instead of the bird's eye view, you dive in deep and you kind of dissect it game by game. It's, it's been interesting. Yeah, and it'll be really interesting because like a lot of these games I remember so specifically, and I feel like they were way later in the season, but they're like right out of the gate. Yeah. It's weird. It's so weird that, like, Bill Peters, it wasn't even that long, dude. It was, like, what, November, what, November 20, 20 later in November where yeah, it was like, the last game because it was against the Penguins, right? Like, how many games did they play? Like, 20? Yeah, no, November 25th was his last game. The Penguins won in overtime. It's so weird. So, like, two months. Craziness. So, I anyways, remember. if you guys are wondering what we're up to, like, I, I have, I honestly, I've been pretty quiet on Twitter, I think. It, it seems like Twitter's pretty quiet in general. Again, they cho- they showed Game Six the other night, and it's like, it's just weird. The guys you think you hate, I, it's like I used to 
hate that guy. But then when I watch those games, not hate him, but you know those guys are like, why is David Jones on the yeah. ice, right? It's like, David Jones, this is the best we can do. But then you then you watch these old games, you're like, oh, yeah, Dave Jones, oh, sweet. Yeah, right. Oh, I love it's like that like staging, I hated you. So I hate weird. you so much until you finally scored that big goal, and then I now I love now I love well, you see, forever. That's what's funny because, right? It's like I've been posting like general managers' worst trades, and obviously the the Dion Matt Station trades was one of them. People don't like. I think people who are maybe like a little who weren't like big time Flames fans before twenty fifteen, you don't realize like how much Matt Station was yeah. hated. Well, I remember, like, like. I do too, but even I don't because it's like now we all love the guy. Yeah. Well, all you got to do is all you like, do is score a big playoff goal, and that's all you remember for. Yeah, I guess so. But it was like if you take some of the, how the fan base like treated Brody the last few years and like multiply that by like a million, like that's what it was like for Stage and when he was here after the Fnuf trade. It was crazy. Like no, like it was insane. Well, I think people were hoping you'd get like at best maybe a twenty goal scorer, but he was just another Troy Brower. Well, yeah, and then I remember they they that was when like Brent was Brent Sutter was around. They played him weird. Like he played would play like one game with a Ginla, and then he played like four minutes the next night on the fourth line. It was yep. weird. See, when we got David Jones, I was kind of excited because I knew how good he was. Yeah, see, that was he was. I remember that trade because that the only reason I remember is because Shane O'Brien was the other guy. It was the Alex Tangay and Corey Sarich for uh, Jones and O'Brien trade. But Jay Feast are special. So I was pissed because I hated Shane O'Brien. So I'd maybe just associate my hate with David Jones. But, I mean, he was good in that playoff series. Yeah. Okay, well, coming back to the point. The point is we're trying to give you guys content. We're trying to do stuff that's relevant. I don't – neither of neither of us are really super interested in going back in the time vault and, like, picking things apart. But um, we got we got some cool yeah. guests lined up. You we don't want to. Will we jinx it if we if we say who's coming on? Will we no. jinx it? We'll just say no. We don't jinx it. We got three guests lined up here. We got one absolutely for sure confirmed uh, to do this week. So Peter Lubardius is going to come on, and then we got um, some kind of podcast. Some kind of podcast, and then we got uh, <laughs> Kelly Rudy as. It has confirmed next week he's available. Um, and it yeah, just sounds like in the re- during this recording, Derek Ryan responded. Yeah, we'll do something with Derek Ryan. Derek Ryan pumped. Oh, oh, hopefully he doesn't listen. I'm pumped. Hey, man, I think we never we never trash Derek Ryan. We always just poke fun. I've never trashed him. I love the guy, but I do make fun of like – Well. We we poke we poke fun at being a Mormon, but only because you're Christian. I mean, yeah. so yeah, exactly. It, it it's all in good ways. taste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I think the extent of the jokes is I, you know, would you convert to Mormonism <laughs> if Derek Ryan promised you like you know what I mean? so <laughs> Latvian Orthodox? <laughs> okay, so we're we're trying we're trying our best, guys. But at the same time, yeah, and I mean, there's people are into it on Instagram and stuff too. Like I've been, it's just mostly whatever I find interesting. If I feel like posting, some yeah, stuff. Yeah, what you talk? I've been posting some old, like more random highlights that maybe people have missed. So that's been kind of fun. People are into that. Yeah, you did the kid thing for a bit. 
And then late, lately <laughs> you've been doing the worst trades, best trades. Dude, I swear to God, I posted some pictures of just the Flames as kids the other day, and I had dreams about Lucic as a kid. It was so weird. I'm looking at that right now. It's just like, just like little Lucic was just like in my dream, like hey, it was so, That's so awesome. weird. But yeah, the worst trade, best trade one for all the GMs was insane. Like even I forget how insanely bad this team has been in trades. Like. And you know me, I'm no big fan of Brad Tree Living, but my God, this guy is like a goddamn wizard compared to the guys we've had in the past. Yeah, it's true. Like, looking through what Doug Ro- Doug Riseborough was here, was the GM from 1991 till 1995. I swear to God, I pulled up NHL Trade Tracker and sent, spent like two and a half Dude. hours trying to find what a trade would be called that you would consider like his best trade. I couldn't find one. I could not find one that was like, yeah, that's a pretty good trade. I couldn't find one. Well, he was our equivalent of uh, Shirelli. Like he, well, I think I think Craig Button was worse because, in as much as Doug Riseborough traded Doug Gilmore for like nothing, like I mean, you look at what you look because if let's let's just set a little timeline here. Okay, so Craig Button, he was the Flames. What? Fourth GM, yeah, fourth GM after Al Coates. He's hired in June of two thousand, year two thousand. So the Flames are only four years away from going to the Stanley Cup final, yep. right? Improbably, but still, that's not very long, right? No, four years, no. So no. in the year two thousand, Craig Button in summer of two thousand, Craig Button. Terminates the contract of Martin St. Louis. He was released. He bought. He buys him out and released. Bought him out first, then released him. Yeah, bought bought him out. Um, Thanks. In June of that. Thanks, Craig. Right in June of that season. Hopefully your brother is not. Hopefully your brother is not as dumb as you are because he's the head of scouting. (laughs) I think he might be. In the in the same season, in the same off season, he traded John Sebastian Jaguar who three years later would go on to win the Conn Smythe Trophy. Dude, he was... And, I mean, obviously, Kiprasov would come along, but, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have a guy who won the Conn Smythe in the playoffs, one of the only guys to win it for losing in, on your team. Jaguar was unbelievable. And then in 2002, December of 2002, he traded Mark Savard for Ruslan Zanulin, who never played for the Flames or in the league, for that matter. Um because Greg Gilbert didn't like Mark Savard, Greg Gilbert was fired like three weeks later. Gilbert. So all I can think about is, Kate, the Flames make the Stanley Cup final in 2004. Martin St. Louis scores the overtime winning goal in game six, is a huge, is one of the best players on that Tampa Bay Lightning team. Can you imagine if we had gone into, even with one of those guys, gone into the 2004 Stanley Cup playoffs with Mark Savard? Yep. Or Marty St. Louis? We, we, like, this is one of those ones where it's like this chain of events cost us a Stanley Cup. This one did. <sighs> like, you you bought out Craig Button, and then this guy's on TV giving advice. Like, this guy bought out and cut a Hall of Fame Art Ross Hart Trophy winning player who would essentially destroy your Stanley Cup dreams not four years yeah. later. That's, that's karma. Dude, I always kind of laugh a bit inside when I see him going off on TSN. Isn't it it's just kind of like, insane? Dude, you sucked as a GM. 
dude, you cut Marty Sandler. Like, and again, I it's like, sure, everybody makes mistakes. This dude made three of the most colossal mistakes in, like, two years I've ever seen. Like, I think he single-handedly is one of the— Because re- if you look previous, like, Al Coates did a pretty good job. He acquired Aginla, acquired Savard, acquired Jaguar, had picked up Marty St. Louis. And this guy comes in and screws it all up. I legitimately believe if he, Craig Button did not cut Martin St. Louis, we would have a Stanley Cup in 2004. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to argue <sighs> with that, dude. What do you have, 100? He had over 100 points that year, didn't he? Oh, he had 94 points and scored the game-winning goal in Game Six in overtime. So that'll that alone. Oh boy! If, if Lightning didn't have him, screw screw you. And then some other weird ones. Like it's kind of weird. Like what? What's your take on Daryl Sutter as a GM? Oh, I, my take on the, on him as a GM was he should stay as a head coach. Yeah. Other than because it's other than weird. getting Mika Kibersoff, right? Yeah, see, when you look at it from the start, it's like he actually wasn't too bad until, like, the very well, end when he lost his And then didn't he hire his bro- brother to coach? Yeah, Brent. Yeah, see, I, I remember at the time the, it was like, okay, the team sucks again. And people were like, it's time to get rid of the Sutterite colony. <laughs> it was like the whole family was running the organization. Right? And then well, they draft, the, the they thing draft, that like, I noticed the, the kids, most... Right? Oh, they drafted. I think it was Brent. I think it was Brent's kid. They drafted. Yeah, it's yeah, just sure. getting ridiculous, dude. But the the thing that I noticed the most, like Sutter's trades, like a lot of the trades I actually don't mind. But he traded draft picks like they were little literal currency. And then if you look at his drafts, like, can you tell me who? Like, I'm just looking at every one of his drafts. Okay, take 2005 entry draft. Matt Pellick. Ugh. Gord Baldwin. Jesus. Who? Gord? Dan Ryder, J.D. Watt, Kevin Lalonde, Matt Keatley, Brett Sutter, Miles oh, Rumsey. Man. Do you know who any of those guys are? Who's available? Like, only, they played a grand total of, like, 70 NHL games. It's just it's just mind-blowing, dude. His drafting is just so bad. And it literally makes... It literally makes Brad's, like... Brad looks really well, he good. He probably had his other four brothers scouting, right? Right. You tell me, I don't, then, how is that I not a conflict of interest? Hiring your brother to head coach a team, right? And even and even drafting his weird, even drafting your nephew, like how's that not a conflict of interest? Right. I guess there must be some sort of stipulations about that because I mean people are going to be related. But I remember that being a being a thing, and they had a falling out. Like that was part of the problem. Is they they like didn't talk. You remember that? I vaguely remember. Does anybody remember that family talk? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. But I remember it was Brent Sutter. Fuck, he was terrible as a coach. Those are some yeah, dark years. He really was. But yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. And then just because I just have to rip on Jay Feaster when I have a chance, like, oh man, did he suck? Yeah, he. Was, well, who? Like, okay, who? Like, what is who he was doing? worse, Feaster, Button, or Eyesbrow? Rank him in rank. Because those button, have to be the three worst of all time, right? Those are the three worst. Button's the worst. You you can't cut a Hall of Famer and trade like two NHL superstars within two years and and yeah. Not if be you the do worst. it once, you're still an idiot. But if you do it more than once, then you're just yeah. an absolute. So I'll go Button one. Riseborough was like the fact that he was there for five years and like. Well, that's the thing. The Gilmore trade is just if such a Feaster mess. If Feaster had a longer tenure, he'd be one number one for sure. Exactly. Totally. It's like it's like if you did this, if this was a rate, 
If it was like G- worst GM per sixty right. minutes, it's like Jay would pr- Jay would probably yeah, win. Hundred <laughs> percent. So bad. like we good thing we saw that coming and nipped that in the bud, eh? Well, dude, like I I can't believe saw it coming. It took them almost losing Sean Monahan's draft pick because of a Ryan O'Reilly offer sheet for them to fire Jay Feaster. It was just mind blowing. Even then, he stuck around for like six months after. Hey, but that. at least he had the it's just insane. He had the foresight on Ryan O'Reilly. But then why didn't the organization go yeah, after was, him when he was a free agent? Well, that's what I was going to say. I was like, okay, that was a really dumb move. But I wish Brad would have the balls to like go like offer sheet Braden Point last year or something. Like, yeah, I guess it's one of those things like you you know you always hear it in comedy when when someone sucks and then you follow them up. It's either like good <laughs> or bad. So, but yeah, Brad totally. Living following up Jay Feaster, I mean, obviously he's going to look good. Right? <laughs> Like 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 as a good. GM coming onto a team, when that team is just like Shirelli getting fired from Oilers, like Ken Holland, like he could do no wrong. Right, exactly. Right? Anything you do is gonna be better than what Shirelli did. So, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty horrendous that like pretty much every one of our GMs has been pretty bad, outside of Cliff Fletcher's forty eight thousand years ago. It's pretty nuts. Yeah. All right, well, anything else you want to get off your chest there? <laughs> no, I'll save it for Peter this week. Okay. Um, yeah, so what we've, been, what we've been trying to do is get some cool guests on. Because, um, I mean, what, like, what are we supposed to talk about? There is no hockey. There's no hockey. Anyways. The other thing that's just bugging me, though, like, do people actually find this, like, NHL simulation thing interesting? Like when they do it on like literally the on a only video game. thing I've seen about it is that the Oilers fans are are butthurt over the simulations. <laughs> of course they would be. Like seriously, that's the main thing I see in Twitter whenever they do the simulations is that the Oilers fans like they they're butthurt about it. They're complaining. They're like they're mad. Oh, oh it's fixed. Yeah, because what was the simulation? We won four one. Well, they did a simulation that they posted to their Instagram. I remember somebody tagged me in it, and it was like they won ten to three, and they were all bragging about yeah. it. Well, it, it was like, yeah, you're pro- they're probably gonna put up a goddamn banner in their rink for like an NHL twenty simulation game winning. No the shit, eh? that'll be up in there. That'll be the next no banner. Shit, eh? Eh? We'll be arguing with Oilers fans. We'll be like, we won the simulation. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, and it's funny because it's, it's true. true. They're gonna do it. Nine times out of ten simulations, we beat you. 